No, no. I think he called me once on prison. 100% he called me once on prison. <laughs> are you a saver or are you a spender? I would say I'm a saver. I'm, okay. That's a big fat f- lie. I nearly lied. I am a spender to Baba And then you have the ones who are crackheads on the internet. And then when you meet them, they're very Dry. cool. I'm not going to say anyone's name. That's such a porn star name. It's like, no, it's not, it's not porn star name. It's giving OnlyFans name. <laughs> Maybe you should do some of that. Would you ever do OnlyFans? Hello, 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 guys. We have Madam Joyce on, who for me is my internet entertainer, the person who I love the most. And every time I see your clips, they fill me with joy. And I just love seeing your face. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. And can I just say your house is phenomenal. Thanks, babe. Thank you. (laughs) It's my adult house. That's what I was saying before. Like I'm grown. So, you know, you've got to have like the adult living room. Yeah. the back living room and that kind of thing. And is my lip gloss peeling? No, it's fabulous. Okay. Thank your, li- you. your liner's popping as well. <laughs> I mm. mean, from the hair shop, it's actually <laughs> an eyebrow pencil. But <laughs> do you know what? Same this morning. Like I lost my chestnut, yeah. so I put an eyebrow pencil on. I love, I, I love a liner that is not is not black, but it's just dark brown, close and to black. close to black. Yeah, yeah. You I can know you get saying. that with eyebrow pencils and it. chestnut. Yeah, that's the way. So I wanted to ask you about love. This is a thing that's really on my mind because I feel like obviously we see you like giving jokes and stuff. But the first question I want to ask you today is, do you believe in true love? Oh, true love. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, this is right. Do I believe in true love? Do you know what? I've never actually sat down to even understand what true love is. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. What is true? How? What is true love? So the reason that I asked this question because this is a year of all the celebrity divorces, right? So a mess. I, Tiana Taylor and Imani or Iman, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, they've they've separated. They've separated. I saw that this morning and my heart like melted because mm-hmm. they were like the it couple, and I'm like these lot are true love to me, mm-hmm. and they're breaking up, right? And then who else broke up? Um, What's that guy, Jonas' brother, and what's her name, Sophie? Oh yes. What's his name again? I'm um, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner and um Joe Jonas. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. They've broken up as well. Wow. And I'm like, wow. What's going on in this world of true love? So I wanted to ask you that question. I feel like true love does exist, but I feel like true love is not as easy as people probably think it is. Mm. I feel like love is something that is. You, you have the emotional feeling, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of work that goes behind loving someone mm. because you have to love someone in their positives and their negatives. Mm. So I feel like um, the issue that I feel that people are having is that people are going just for the emotional aspect of love, okay. but they fail to realize that love actually takes work. Yeah. it take, And it takes a lot of work within yourself mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's some stuff that as a human being that you might have you know not tolerated before marriage that now you have to be a bit more strong about yeah yeah so i think it's just like the the celebrity marriages is just a mess but i feel like it's it's just a glimpse of what's happening in a wider picture that people are getting into relationships and getting into marriages without understanding how much effort it takes yeah. and also the i guess we're just in a phase where everybody would rather l- leave then try oh that's a very profound answer yeah Damn. have you been in true love then i feel like i'm a libra so i'll be loving everyone every once a month <laughs> i love everyone once a month really oh my, oh my gosh. god I do am... you fall hard and you're like 
oh my god i'm in love with this person as a libra okay explain explain that libra love libra love is after the first date I'm calling my friend saying I'm in love with him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like, sis, I'm in love with this boy. We had a fantastic first date. We have so much in common. His color, favorite color is red. And mine is, is, is purple, but red is part of purple when you mix it with blue. That's my, that's the first date. Mm -hmm. Then obviously after a couple of phone calls, I'm like, I want to call you all the time. I want to speak to you. I want to breathe in your nostrils. When are you coming to see me? Are you busy? Why are you busy? Life should be about me. Why is your life not about me? We've only met three days ago, but I feel like we should just be married right now. I just feel like we should just have kids. I'm just ready to go. Stop wasting my time. Three days is a long time. It's enough time for you to know that I'm the love of your life because I feel like you're the love of my life. <laughs> the thing that's scary is I know you've done that monologue. I know, <laughs> I know you've done it. And then usually, what's their response to that? They just ghost me. And I just, <laughs> do you know what it is? So basically, so after the three days, then they might do something really annoying, like give me a slow reply. And then I'm like, oh my God, he actually hates me. What the hell? I've given it my best. I've given him my all. He's just wasting my time. I don't even need this shit. I'm a boss bitch. How can he not reply to me after one day? And then these times like I'm in hospital, but why the hell are you in hospital for? <laughs> God told me that I need a man that's healthy and you're not even healthy. So I don't think you're the love of my life anymore. And then the cycle continues. Until the next one. Until the next oh one. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Do you know, I don't know if that's just Libra. It could be a lot of females because I know the females are falling in love real quick. But I do. Yeah. I fall in and out of love so quickly. Okay. I mean, do you know what? It's a joy. I yeah. think finding love is great. And then that little heartbreak is great. And then falling in love again. It's, you know, chase the feelings. Nothing wrong with it. Clearly, you've been married for a long time. Educate us because I'm struggling. They're talking about Sierra's prayer. What about Patricia's prayer? <laughs> Patricia's prayer is keep calm and carry on. <laughs> Close your eyes to the streets. Because I'm not going to lie, the streets look so cold and I'm very impatient. Yeah, the streets. They're cold. The streets yeah, yeah. are cold. Yeah. <sighs> Get your motherfucking thermals on. <laughs> there, we go, there we go. And also, you were saying something about like, you're a bit tomboyish. I'm, I, I know I look glamorous, but I think I'm very tomboyish. And I think personality wise, I'm not men, most men's cup of tea. I actually can agree to that, you know. <sighs> not to say you're not most no. men's. I, mean, I, I, can, I feel like I can relate to that. Yeah, like, I know that like most men aren't going to like me when they interact I don't with me. believe that though. I don't, I don't think you're as masculine energy as you think. Mm. I think you're very ladylike. Girl, when you see me with a man, you're, it's fine. Honestly, for real, for real. Do you know what my toxic trait is? Tell me, tell me. I really feel like when I'm around boys, I give friend vibes. Yeah. I give bad dad vibes because it's like, I've, I realised that about myself, like, if I'm with the boys, I'm like, yeah, so what are we doing? Like, what are we it's even saying? Same, like, yeah, it's 100%. like, cool. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is why nobody fucking watch you, you yeah. cow. You don't know how because to be, you know, not you cow. Be a lady. Be a lady. No, you don't know how to play the game. Yeah. You need the girls who teach you how to be like, oh my God, yeah. You've got to do all of that. Rather than, yeah, bro, what's going on, bro? You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm like, no, what? And then literally they end it. Oh my God, there was a literally guy I was talking to just the other day. I met in a, a birthday dinner. Yeah. And I was talking to him and... By the end of it, he was like, yeah, yeah, it was good to meet you. And he, and he tried to spud me. 
And I said, Pow! He was calling you bruv by the end of it. Like, all right, cool. Like, it was nice to meet you, man. And he tra- he came out to spot me. And I was like, fam, you always get it. I always get it wrong. Do like, you, know what, you know what it is? You need a new environment. You need to, you know, you need to be a city girl in another city where you get to be a new identity. Take you your right. East London out and then just be like, I'm embodying my new, hey. I need to, when I see like girls doing like, I'm like, girl, it's like, you know, the, the baby voice and it's like, Oh my god, like hi. It works for them though. It does. It works. Man, Trust me. Pathetic. No, it works. My friends who be acting like broken damsels will get men. Oh, Don't be too strong. You can't be that strong. Yeah, and like that's yeah. what the sprinkle sprinkle lady's been telling me, you know. Sprinkle sprinkle. I need to stop being I need to I don't want to be a boss babe anymore. <laughs> no, just be a boss babe in your head. In your head. And play the game on the outside. Damsel in distress. Yeah. <sighs> well, guys. Oh God, can you help me? <laughs> oh. uh, it's not it's not quite giving. Okay. A, a little practice. But okay. I'll ask a guy for help. Like, I'm really trying I'm, I'm really trying to work on it. I feel like it's my daddy issues though. But I, I don't we, I don't think we should get into mm, that. It's a bit strong, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> not get to the daddy yeah. issues just now. Okay. So love is something that you get into regularly. Yes. But not the love. I haven't found the love of my life. I would love to though. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know. Do you know what? It just takes the one guy who loves you for all of you and your character and your personality, and he's gonna sweep you off your feet. I'm ready. Do you know? Sometimes I go to the club and I just stand in my house. And I'm just like, wow. No one to come out and be cuddling me. Oh. Take a Yeah. Sometimes I do, and I'm thinking, wow. This You're not is- gonna find a cuddle worthy guy in a club though. No, I mean, when you come back from the oh, club. Oh, when you come back. Like, you know when you know when the girls are like, oh, yeah, you know when you're drunk and you come out to slut out your man? I'm like, which... I'm coming home to sleep. I can't relate. Can't relate, babe. <laughs> Going home to rest. <laughs> to sleep. Oh, why don't you bring a guy home from... You know, let's not get into that. <laughs> let me not... Let, this is, it's not that kind of podcast. I was going to get into why not bring a, home, a guy home from the club. Girl, you want to come to my hotel? Well, we're not doing that. Baby, we're... I'm going to leave you my room keys. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> This is on the break. Okay, <laughs> it's not on late night podcast. Okay, fabulous. Love it. Flights or feelings? Where are you at right now? I'm gonna say feelings. Oh, do you know what? You're your sweetheart. You have love in you. The desire for love. Do in you your actually heart. like flying? Love it. I hate flying, you know. Really? What am I doing? You don't like being plane? in another country, or is it the flight itself? Oh, the flight. I thought you meant like the aeroplane. No, nobody likes an actual aeroplane, right? I mean, business class is great, but you know, like it's the way you're going to get to. I mean, I love to travel. There we go. Yeah, I would say tra- if it's traveling, like going to different destinations, I'll say destinations. I thought you meant the flight, like the actual motion of flying, because those ten-hour flights are not no. bussing. No, no, no. I, I, I don't like. I don't mean that, girl. Okay, so I mean, being in another country, girl. Too literal. Oops. So hold on. How old are you now, then? I'm 25. Okay, cute. You're, so you're smack back get bang in the middle of being like gen z yeah i just i just passed the deadline do you feel gen z yeah i would say i feel i feel gen z i feel i feel do you know what is gen z huh and what's the <laughs> difference between gen z and like millennial do i come across as old basically um You do. You're quite mature. Oh, really? Yeah. God. Like you you don't listen. You listen to like opera and stuff. I do listen to classical music and jazz. That's what you don't listen to classical music. Girl, no. Oh my god. Well, how do you know I listen to opera? Because you told me. Oh. We went out one time and you didn't know any of the songs. (laughs) 
and you're like, I don't listen to this. I listen to gospel and opera. And I said, okay, well, her. <laughs> no, ski. Yeah. I know that. Come on. I know that. Come on. No. Wow. So music is the way to define this. No, I mean, obviously in our era, we listened to like R&B, hip hop, rap. listen to R&B. But you don't know any of the R&B now. Chris Brown. Your age is showing. <laughs> Miguel? Yeah, your age is showing. Okay, wait, hold on. There's another one. Masego? I don't know who that is. Who's Masego? To be fair, he does more jazz. <laughs> like, like, we're, we're back to the jazz and opera and gospel. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. I've accepted that I'm on the mature side. But I do need to understand what's going on with the, the young people in 2023 because I'm still online. And on black do you know what? I feel like, I think one thing I love about my generation is that there's a lot more risk-taking, mm. which can be positive and negative, but I feel like we're very much go-getters. Yeah. We're very much, if I want to do something, I can make it happen. Yeah. I feel like your generation was a lot more calculated. You were an accountant first, Fact. you know? So yeah, yeah. you had more of a traditional role. Traditional roles were more um, respected, lawyers, doctors. Yeah. Now in this generation, being a creative is, is a lot more celebrated. Doing things that you're actually passionate about and trying to generate income from it is something that is is highly like appreciated in our generation. Right. Like someone in, in your gen might have spent their life wanting to be a singer, but never felt in themselves that they would be able to do it. 100%. So I think that's what's positive. Yeah. And do you know what's so funny? Like in my generation, being a YouTuber was like embarrassing. Like I couldn't tell anyone I make videos on the internet. How dare you? Really? Oh, it was so embarrassing. I hid it for years from people who I worked with. And then I quit my job and I didn't tell them I'm going to go be a YouTuber. I remember my manager being like, is everything okay when I quit my job? Because I had a really good job and I actually really liked my manager. It was a great company and it was like good pay. But I was like, I'm leaving. And I didn't say why, because I was embarrassed to say I have a really big YouTube channel and I'm going to do that. Whereas now I know for young people, like being a YouTuber or a gamer or an influencer is like the biggest thing on like the the list of things that they want to do as a career. I think it's high risk, though. I'm not going to lie. I would advise everybody to be like be a be an influencer or content creator. I agree. I feel like being a, I feel like it's something that you fall into. I feel like now people are waking up and saying, I want to be an influencer. I want to be a YouTuber. Mm. But I feel like it's, it's before you, you take that step. I feel like it's something that you should be passionate about. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're passionate about like makeup and stuff, like, and you want to talk about makeup and things, yeah. I don't feel like the first thought should be like, I'm going to quit my job and be a makeup influencer because it doesn't always work out. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not easy. I never thought that I would have a career doing this, mm-hmm. like, especially so early. I just kind of wanted to have, a, I was a passion, passion project for me yeah. where I just kind of wanted to create something because I, I just like creating things and I grew up from an acting background. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kind of took off. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the first 
step to being a inf- content creator influencer is to just do it because you love it. Yeah, because yeah, you're for just sure. trying to get like release creative devices. Exactly. And yeah. then if it comes, great. And if it doesn't, you're still happy doing something yeah. that you enjoy on the side. And that still applies to when I started because I was just doing it because I needed to do something outside of my boring job. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna just make videos on the internet for the other girlies that I'm watching. Oh, so what were you doing before you started your podcast? So I used to work um, for in Northampton Borough Council. Um, Not a council girl. Yeah, I was working in the council. And then before that, I had loads of other jobs. I've, I was a care assistant. I've worked at Tesco. I've, I did loads of different jobs here and there. Anything to pay the bills. Okay. I kind of had a bit of an identity crisis like between like 18 and like 21, yeah. 21, 22. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't go to, I went to uni for a year and then dropped out. Right, okay. What so, did you study when you went? Ugh, real estate management. I wanted to do property. I don't know what the, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> I was like- You just heard there's money in property, innit? Uh, again, like I thought I wanted to do interior design. I was like, oh, oh I would love okay. to do interior design and put, you know, things together and I love aesthetics and things like that. And then I did one year and then they had like an accounting module. And I said, fuck this shit. I ain't doing that. You know what's so mad? That's the opposite of me, right? Because yeah. I studied international fashion marketing because I wanted to be in fashion. Like, I wanted to be- Oh, really? And I love fashion, right? And then they had an accounting module and I loved the accounting module and I smashed it. And I said, I'm going to study accounting. Wow. Like, that, I, that, I dropped out of my fashion course to study accounting because I just loved the numbers. I don't know why. Wow. Yeah, and, and I think I'm a creative, but for some reason I like how like- that stuff works, like my brain like gets it. Honestly, maths <laughs> and me just don't mix. Really? I hate maths so much. Girl, like, how are you gonna be wise with your money? See, that's why, you know, you watch the break <laughs> and you get financial advice from a qualified accountant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just say and do whatever they say you mm, should do. Like, mm, do you know what I mean? That, mm, that's what it is. Love it. Actually, that's a good, good question. Are you a saver or are you a spender? I would say I'm a saver. Um, That's a big fat fucking lie. I nearly lied. I am a spender to Bubba Cloth. I spend a lot of money. I do save, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I could be better. Okay. Um, I have gotten better in my saving because I used to be very, very bad. Really? But vulnerably, I am a bit of a spender. What what do you spend your money on? God. Do you know what? I really like soft life. And I feel like because I never had it, Mm. I think when you grow up and you don't grow up with money, I feel like you have certain money, bad money habits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like one of them was that I was too scared to buy myself things, like nice things. Um, or when I see, if I see like a jeans and it was like 70 pound, I'm like, oh my God, that's so expensive. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like now I'm in an era where, you know, money is not an issue. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. been trying to undo that fear that money is not going to come back. Yeah, yeah. So I've been buying myself, you know, a bit more things, you know, mm-hmm. a, a nice bag. Ooh. I've always, I always wanted a bag. Like, okay, I see so, you walking with the Givenchy over there. Yes, yes. I, I, I bought a couple of bags. Oh. I'm just like, okay, like all the stuff that 15, 16 year old Joyce would have died for, I'm trying to give that to her now. Okay, cute. But in a way where, you know, the saving is still good, but I could, I could be better. Okay, fine. And I think that's fine when you're 25 to like still enjoy spending and having a good time and actually breaking down that fear of of not spending your money because you're worried about what's going to happen, happen next or yeah. not ha- 
not or worried that you're not going to have. That's something as well that I kind of had to deal with. But I'm still such a saver. Like in comparison to like how much I have. I, really? Yeah, I don't spend a lot. With all the bags and everything. We don't my dad, I like to buy houses. That's With my thing. Ba- How many houses do you have currently? Do you know, I used to share a lot more about my business side of things and I've actually stopped talking about it because I've noticed that as a woman, when you share what you have, people go nuts. But I got five houses at this point in Amazing. time. Amazing. But they're all rented out and they're all at, we have fixed, uh, what's the word? Fixed rents. So we don't increase the rents. We keep them all steady so wow. that it's affordable for people in London. That's like our moral code for how we like look after houses that's amazing five houses girl let me <laughs> don't worry you'll get there but no, maybe I'm... less bags less nah. bags no nah, it's fine no but I know, bags. I know the the housing market and rental market is pretty bad recently from what i remember people saying yeah yeah and no like my thing about like the housing market and all that kind of stuff is that in in a 30 year period it goes up and it goes down it's normal like right now it's a down period, then it'll be an up period, maybe in three years, maybe in five years. Um, you know, it's just what it is. Like that's what my accountant heads tells me and history tells me. Like as long as you can weather the storm, you're all right. So do you live at home? So I I rent currently. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I rent currently. By yourself? Yeah, by myself. In London? Yeah. Oh, you got it like that then. <laughs> right. Wow. I had to move closer to work. Oh, okay. Because I was in Luton and then I moved into London. You're in Luton? Yeah. Why? Jesus Christ. So I grew up in Bedford. So So did Jade Pierce. Yes, she's a Bedford girl. Bedford? Yeah, Bedford. So I was in um I I was in Ireland and then I moved to London. Why did you shut your eyes like that? <laughs> Not the island. Yeah, you know, I'm I, an Irish babe. When I hear like you're Nigerian, right? When yeah. I hear of Nigerians in like these anywhere but London, I just find That's it very reason. strange. <laughs> so we're like, I'm in Ireland. I'm like, what for? How did Nigerians end up in Ireland? I'll tell you. Should I tell you the history? Tell me the history of so how basically, y- y'all went there. Basically, there was the immigration issue. Of course, there's always the immigration. There was a big immigration issue during um, the early 2090s, and. Um, People found out that if you were Irish, if you move, if you went to Ireland and you had a child that was in Ireland, they would automatically give you citizenship. Bloody so all nice. the Nigerian people on people who were African heritage were moving to Dublin, having children there, and they were getting papers. That's how. That's why. There's Ooh. Very- <laughs> The, the things that now. people go through. Yeah. The, to be fair, actually, I have to. T- I'm gonna tell a story, but I don't know if I want to leave it in. My older sister, she lives lives in Nigeria. She's got like four kids. Yeah. She went to America to give birth to like she was there for four months to have mm-hmm. her baby in America so her baby could have an American passport, which her baby does because he was born in Florida. Wow. And I'm like, people are really doing a lot to, for citizenship, for past it's, papers. Because I realised how, and you know, we might leave this in, I might not leave this in, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. realised how difficult it is when you don't have a European passport. passport. Yeah, yeah, Like, even to, even from queuing up in the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even from getting visas. Like, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the UK, if you have a UK passport, Irish passport, it's very easy to get visas. Yeah, it's yeah. very easy to get this. Yeah. Like, if you don't have, if you have an African passport, yeah. it might take you four or five months to get a yeah, visa yeah, just yeah, to 100%. travel Europe. Yeah, yeah. Even like, with that Nigerian passport, you just go to certain places and they're like, you're not coming in. Yeah. You're not coming yeah. in. You're not coming Sorry. in. Sorry. And it's actually crazy that 
they do that, but it is yeah, what it is. It's, it's terrible. So I can understand why your sister done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I can understand why our parents were fighting for citizenship fighting. and fighting for that that passport. Because Honestly. I feel like what our passport is like uh, maybe top 10 strongest. I think the first one is like Singapore. Poor. Yeah, Singapore yeah, is a Singapore really good has passport a strong well. passport, but ours is quite high up. Okay, fine. Like, but there's some countries that if you have that passport, they might not <laughs> even give you a visa. <laughs> you might have to do extra paperwork. Like, yeah, yeah, like, useless. It's very it's useless. A, the Filipino passport as well. They be judging you if you're Filipino. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. My Filipino friends are like, I need to get my visa five months in advance. Then they That's get some so Shenzhen zone visa or something like that. Yeah, so. it's a lot. It's a lot, man. So is your passport Irish? Yeah. I have an Irish passport, which Ooh. to be honest, since we left the EU, that's been a bit of a gold mine. Oh, okay. How do I get one of those? Be Irish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> damn. I can't have a baby in Ireland and become Irish now. I think they've changed it. They clocked on that. Everybody clocks onto it. So they changed, they changed so they, the rules. This team of Nigerian people, all with Irish Bank passports. Children, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And newborn babies. newborn babies, yeah. Oh, and then you're able to come here to the UK on your Irish passport and stay here. Yeah. There's so, no judgment. No, so they have, I think um, the UK and Ireland have a treaty. Okay. So... I can work interchangeably in Ireland, in the UK and live here and be cool. Like they work the same because of Northern Ireland and stuff. Wow, I love this. Do you love it for me? Oh, this geography or something I know, like right? that. I'm actually not usually this smart. So oh I'm actually not usually this knowledgeable, especially in this kind of so, stuff. It's on my platform, darling. We, yeah. we try to bring out the smarts out yes. of everybody because we know everyone's got it on the inside of them. So you're an Irish babe. I'm an Irish babe. Living in London. Yes. Working, thriving, yes. Yes. doing what you're doing. And you didn't plan for any of this. Do you know what? Yeah, I always knew that I was, I wanted to be great. And I always, I, I'm so happy for my mom because my mom always used to tell me, Joyce Anna, you're going to be a star. Oh, wow. And I feel like growing up and having that instilled in me, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I was destined for greatness. Yeah, yeah. And I just always used to be like, God, like just align me with what I'm supposed to be doing. So when the podcasting came, I did it, I, did, I, did, I don't know what I was expecting, but it definitely wasn't this, you know? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, nothing was, I think like it, it was God planned, but it wasn't Joyce planned. Yeah, I had yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I, I'm one of those people that if I feel like doing something, I'll do it. Yeah, like yeah. I've had every hobby under the sun. I've tried to do nails. I've tried to do wig. I've, I thought I was going to be a motivational speaker at one point. I thought I was going to be a lawyer at one point. I've done, so I'm always someone to try. You're just doing. And just do there. like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always like, overly confident in myself and then two weeks later I'm like well I tried to make candles <laughs> like I've tried everything so podcast for me was another thing that I just tried yeah 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 and it works and it works yeah and that's the thing though when you try something and it, it like connects you just have to keep going on that yeah mm. so what do you lot just talk about you lot just vibes about what's happening in the in the culture so my podcast I would say is somewhere where people can come and just be authentically themselves. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're at a stage in social media where everything is so fake and so plastic. Yeah, yeah. And people are just making up appearances. And um, I wanted to create a space where if I 
was vulnerable, mm-hmm. it will allow other people to feel vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really promised myself when I first started that I'll be authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's how the whole kind of thesis of the show being a bit of an overshare came because I just come and just overshare everything. Like I talk about everything from like my my vagina to my sex life to my body insecurities, to what happened that week. And I just kind of overshare and stuff that is even like, Joyce, why would you even say that about yourself? I'd be like, if I'm comfortable enough to share this, people will come and be comfortable enough to be open and share their, share who they are, not necessarily their life stories, but at least who they are when the cameras are not on. Yeah. I get that. I think it's scary though, like just putting yourself out there because as I was saying, like the, the internet is very brutal. The internet is brutal. And I feel like, especially when you're not hiding behind something, mm. it hurts more. Because if I'm pretending to be someone and you don't like that perception, well, it's not really me, so who cares? But I feel like when I'm authentically myself and people are attacking me, Mm. it hurts. Especially when you know you're not even like that. Like you're not that, you're not what people are saying you are. And I think a lot of people base not a lot of people, but some people base their opinions on me based on maybe clips they've seen and stuff. And they've just categorized my character as a whole, which again, is, is not true. But um, it's just, again, something you just have to have yeah. tough skin for. And I and I feel like on the positive note, it's allowed other people to be authentic within themselves. It's like, if Joyce doesn't give a fuck, really, why do I? Yeah. Why should I? That's, to be fair, that's where I'm at now. And I'm a big woman, but I have still been like, oh my God, what do people think? Like, oh, if I say this about myself, are they going to judge me? They're judging me. I don't want to show my true self. But that's tiring. I'm not going to lie. It's very tiring yeah. to try and like keep hiding yourself when you're put, when you're like in the public image yeah. on a regular basis. Because the difference between us and say like an actor, they play characters. Like We don't actually know anything about all the people who we are following. We don't know them at all. They don't put themselves out. So they don't get judged on who they are. But we are judged on like, our actual personality. Yeah, agreed. But you can't really care. So what's have you put out there that you're like, mm, maybe I should have not done that? Oh there's so many there's so many things, but my memory's so bad. There's sometimes mm. I'll say things, yeah, and obviously because the way I've created my space is that when I sit down and do the show, it's just a chit chat. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like how me and you are talking. Sometimes I forget it's filmed. <laughs> Will? And then it goes to my editor and it gets posted. And then um I'll meet somebody and they'll be like, oh my God, just remember when you said that this was a fat bitch? And I'm like, when did I say that? Well, I, would, I would never say that. I selective memory. My memory's so bad. I'm like, I don't recall saying that. Really? Like, oh did God. I actually say that? I'll, I'll say something in passing and somebody will be like, oh yeah, by the way. I'm like, I don't remember saying that. Did I say that? Because that's actually that. true. But why you know that is a bit confusing because we just met. They're like, no, you said it on your podcast. And I'm like, well, and it is what it is. It is. I can't. Do, I've said it now. Do you know what it is? I think when you're having a conversation, just whatever you think or feel just comes out. And yeah. it's like just a trail of thought. It's out there and you just roll with it. Exactly. But that's the best way. That's the best I way. I agree. Especially when, like, when you're a podcaster as well, it's free-flowing conversation. It's yeah. not so edited as like, you know, a, a YouTube series or something or you, a YouTube uh, channel. Um, so you just kind of have to go with how you feel yeah, and keep sure. the conversation going. 
So what I want to know, who's been your like best guest on that you've <sighs> had a really good conversation with? I have about? so many. I actually have so, there's so many and people always ask me this, but I feel like everybody that comes into my show brings something unique, whether that's, you know, the deeper conversations where that we have, um, where we're talking about things that are a bit more sensitive, Lardy Good, Warmy Bello, just to name a few. And then people who just come in, they're just absolute crackheads. And you know they're crackheads, Victor Kunza, Simply Shayor, um, Moyo. Um, and then you have people who are a bit like, you thought they were quiet and then they come on and you're like, you're not that quiet. Um, Tennessee, um, who else? Who else? There's so, there's so many people like that where it's like, I've seen your content and you either are like the classy babe or you're just the, the you're just a lot more chill vibes. Yeah, yeah. And then you come onto the show. Oh, um, who else? Um, Nikita's another one. And I'm just like, bruv, you lot actually are very, very lit people. Yeah. Um, and then you have the ones who are crackheads on the internet. And then when you meet them, they're very Dry. cool. I'm not going to say anyone's <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like I've yeah. seen that though. Like yeah. there's online people and then there's people in real life. Like yeah. different vibes, different energy. But yeah. it depends on how comfortable they feel with you sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I've had some people like that where I'm like, oh my God, you're actually a lot more boring than I anticipated. I wasn't expecting you to be this like dry, but maybe you're just shy. But And then again, there's some people who their content is just them in their house yeah, they don't yeah, need to yeah. they don't need to speak to anybody yeah, yeah yeah but like you're now in a space where you have to communicate and they might not be the best communicators yeah, yeah. so i just take it like that and don't feel any way about it but yeah i've had a couple of those as well yeah i feel exactly the same way to be fair i'm one of those people that like i can come out of my shell when i feel like it and then other times i just don't have the energy yeah i just don't want to talk to you i just don't not, that, on, not on my podcast though but like in real life that's me though yeah that's no, me. but in real life, when I met you, actually, let's talk about this when we first met. I was so happy to see you because I feel like not that many people like me, like when I'm outside. I'm not what? Gonna lie. I don't know. What? I don't know. Oh, girl, stop it. Really? That's the social anxiety talking. Re- Do you yeah, think so? 100%. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm like, I come in, I'm like, oh, hey, and I, and I want to leave. Like, Your mother, the fuck? Oh, uh, really? Do you, know, do you know how many, so many people respect you? So many people love you. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you're not the type of. You, the, the respect is too high. You're not, I, I can't, like, I'll be, I am too shy. I will be too shy to speak to you. Yeah, I feel that's what people get, but yeah. I like to be ratchet. I have a, I was talking about this. I have a, a, a persona, Patrice Briggs, as my <laughs> other character. And she's lit. And I'm like, in London, I feel like I don't, no one gives me that energy because they're like, oh, Patricia. And I'm like, no, she's outside. It's Patrice. It's Patrice Briggs, my character. Patricia's but, at home. Like, honestly, I'm going to be outside, like shaking my ass, like doing something and like having a good time. But I feel like it's not the same when I'm out in London. Whereas when I met you, I did feel like you were like really open and warm and friendly and like ready for a good time to be fair okay so (laughs) at all these events obviously now you're outside you're seeing people it's giving industry vibes do you want to walk around like a superstar like no i and i'll be vulnerable i've i've realized that i've been struggling with social anxiety right and i think when you're someone who's confident and even me I didn't realize I suffered with social anxiety because the the usual interpretation of social anxiety is that it's someone that doesn't know how to approach people in social events, Mm -hmm. who doesn't know how to like 
talk to people who's reserved to avoid situations. I think the way mine manifests is that I am okay with going into social events, but when I'm in the room, I feel like everybody hates me or like people are talking about me or like, um, I've like, if I say something, I'll go home and I'll think about, oh my God, you said that thing. And because you said that thing, I saw this, the girl's eye go funny (laughs) and that means she hates you. And I think it's, it's something that I've recently discovered about myself Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to work on. Mm. So Go ahead. Did you have it before you started yes. social? Oh, and okay, I didn't. And I didn't realize. Honestly, I've I I've been going through this since maybe I was about seventeen, eighteen. Okay, fine. Yeah. So yeah. years and years of paranoia of mm. not being able to trust people, mm-hmm. thinking people are out to get me, mm-hmm. thinking there's no way people can love me genuinely. They must want something from me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. those kind of thoughts in my head. And it wasn't until, um, like it gets to the point where sometimes I'll react based off those thoughts. When you say react, so like, you like say something to Not someone? say something. So like, let's just say like we're at an event mm-hmm. um, and I might think, oh my God, Patricia doesn't like me because I said something and yeah. her nostril flared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not, even though I like you, I wouldn't go out of, I wouldn't approach you or I wouldn't like, catch up with you or try to create a friendship with you because I, f- I feel like you don't like me because my mind has told me you don't like me. Yeah, yeah. Don't, that is how severe that it it has gotten. Yeah. It's this mu- the, the it's anxiety and like the yeah. stories your mind is telling yeah. you, like internal chatter, that's what they call internal it. Internal chatter, like really, really bad, really, really bad anxiety. And it's something I never knew. It's, it's something that when... Again, I never knew I dealt with because everyone's like, how could you have anxiety? You're so confident when you 100%. go up to people, you talk to people. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not necessarily my issue of conversating with people. It's more the eternal conversations that have that I have with myself mm. during and after that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really and I think uh being in the industry has exasperated it a lot. Um and I'm really, really trying to work on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you tried therapy? Yes. Yeah, so I have started cognitive behavioral therapy. Yes, honey. It's okay. We all be doing it. Yes. Better help forward slash Patricia Bright. I think. I don't know. Like Do you know I'd what's so funny? Doing therapy. It's essential. Do you know what's so funny? Everyone in the industry, it's like therapy is like coffee. It's like a Starbucks coffee. It's just like, it's just such an aesthetic to go to therapy. Not where you're crying and there's snot coming out of your nose like, and the, amount the, of t- the, the conversation times, is deep. The amount of times I've spoken to someone and just like, oh my God, I'm just, I've just got my therapy session right now. It's just so, it's just like, you lot are so fucking cool. Like, you're like, just, yeah, it's giving like, oh my God, I look after myself. Like, I literally spoke to my friend yesterday and I called him. He's like, oh my God, I'll call you back. I'm just literally about to go into my therapy session. And I was just like, okay. But I love doing it for aesthetics. Some of us need it because we're going to break Obviously it's down. aesthetics, but it's <laughs> cool. It's, it's, I think it's cool. I think it's cool the fact that people are yeah. a lot more open to saying that they're going they to therapy. Like it's just, it's just a thing like, like it's just a thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm just going to my therapy session. Do you know like, what it is though? I think like people used to like have like church or they have mm-hmm. a pastor or they have, you know, an imam, or they have like their family or someone to talk to, like, and they're conversating, or they had friendship groups where we're literally talking. But I think, cause people have that less, like they actually need therapy. People need to release how they feel yeah. to somebody. It doesn't even need to be a trained therapist. It could be a cat or something. Yeah. They just need someone to like have those conversations with. And I think people are more aware of it cause they're lonely. 
No? Yeah, I feel like we are... The problem is, for me, and it's something that I've realised about myself, I feel like we have... We are in an age where singleness is glorified. And when I mean singleness, I don't mean in dating. Mm. I mean in, like, individuality. You can do this on your own. You got this, independent. But throughout time, humans are made to be collaborative 100%. and are made to be around people. Mm. I feel like a lot of the reasons for loneliness is because of this thing. And I've dealt with it as well, where we've been conditioned and told that life would be better if you just do it by yourself mm. or life would be just fuck everybody. You don't need anyone. Nobody's Bruh. got you. You could do it on your own. And sometimes you need the right people to bear that weight. 100%. So as much as therapy is amazing, I feel like I had to really undo that mindset where it's like, I don't need anybody. Mm. I Nobody get got you like you got you because it's it's really wrong. Yeah, like, it's, very, it's very wrong and it's very dangerous. It's very it's wrong very and wrong. it's very yeah. dangerous. Um, but again, it's just a, a lot of unlearning. I feel like sometimes we, we, we get hurt by people and we get burnt by people. So then Fuck. we're afraid to, we, we use that as a coping mechanism yeah. to be like, well, somebody's hurt me. So the, I know that I won't hurt myself. But I feel like anything that is operated from a place of fear is very unhealthy. So if you're fearful yeah. of being around people because you're scared of being hurt, I think that's just something that needs to be healed. So you've literally just said exactly, I have a life coach. What you just said is exactly what she just said to me. Number one, protective mechanism um, is like saying you can do it yourself and actually not allowing people around you to help you. And two, that being based on fear as well. And that doesn't help to operate out of fear. You said the exact same words and I pay her 600 pounds a session. So, so I just got maybe. That for free. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should be a life coach. But I found a lot of people in this space feel like that. I feel like that, which is why I need releases. Like I like go out, no cameras, no phones. I'm Patrice Briggs. I need that space so yeah. I'm never recognized. So I can be ridiculous as an individual because I can't take the pressure of being seen as mother or like, you know, the auntie. I, I hate that. Mm -hmm. And it's like you, everyone has to find a place that allows them to kind of be themselves, be or themselves, a new, yeah, or a new character. I love this new, this new alter ego. What would your alter ego be? How would she be? Oh, I definitely feel. I don't know what the name would be, but I definitely feel like my alter ego will be a lot more feminine. Okay, cute. Like dark feminine, mysterious, naughty. Oh, naughty. Like in terms of like the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like very sultry. Okay, I'd love to be a sultry babe. But I feel like you just embodied that just then. Yeah, just that. Yeah, because she came out a little bit. <laughs> you see, it's possible, she came girl. Out a little bit sultry. I think that's what I think. I'm yeah. so. I've always wanted to be a mysterious babe. I feel like we're the same, babe. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, people who, but we're, you're, you give off yourself. You're yeah. just honest. We need to be mysterious. I'm not gonna I lie. I want to be mysterious so you bad. You need to be quiet. That's it. What you have to be. It's so hard. It's so hard to be it's... silent. I'm, and the thing is, I actually hate silence so much that I will overcompensate and just start talking. 
Like it's one of my like I feel a duty to fill silent spaces when it gets awkward. Mm, mm. Like <laughs> there was a time yeah I came into a room and it's dead silent and I was like oh my god is everybody all right and they're like yeah and then it went quiet and then I was like yeah so my day was absolutely <laughs> like I just have to fill the space or else mm. I I feel so responsible to for everyone not to be awkward. Oh my gosh! Girl. But that just takes away from the mystery because then I start oversharing because yeah obviously today yeah I just ended up getting a wax yeah but it's just like and these are people that just don't know who I am it's just like <laughs> You're telling them about the details that the they don't need to know details and then I'm like yeah and then obviously like I had ingrown hairs before and then it just and then that's how that's how the mis- the mystery just leaves mm. the mystery just leaves the room to be fair someone's gonna love it and someone's gonna hate it like it doesn't matter like dark and mysterious I think it's overrated I'm not gonna lie I would like it okay I love it <laughs> your name could be Jayana. The dust. J, like a J. I think it's J. I think J is mysterious. Oh, J. Just J. Just J. Like, what does Jay the Lin. J mean? Jaylin. If I had a name, like, you know mm. how you have a, like, a first name and a surname? I think I first name should be J. Ooh. Then surname needs to be something. Something. Hey, gotcha. J. J. True. J. Salva. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it sounds like salivating or something Jay like Sa- that. J Jay, Jay Rose. That was it. That was it, right? Oh my Jay gosh. I think at the end of this episode, people need to think about creating their personas and involving yeah, that. Jay I want Rose. you to look in the mirror when you get home. Like, hey, Jay Rose. That's such a porn star name. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not, it's not a porn star name. It's given OnlyFans name. There we go. <laughs> Maybe you should do some of that. Would you ever do OnlyFans? I have no judgment. I'm not going to lie. If desperate times, I would do, do it, yeah. What, like, I'm not against it. Not feet pics. Oh, 100% I'd do feet pics. But my feet aren't nice enough to be seen by people. Yeah, but I don't think... People just like toes. 100% if I could make money doing it. Yeah, why not? I don't think I could do early... I should... Mm. There are girls who are making a million a month. You're telling me you wouldn't do OnlyFans for a million a month? Yeah, but what's out? Like, is it just tits? Is it the full pussy? <laughs> I mean, it's the art of seduction. So maybe you don't do, you don't show anything. Yeah, you I just think if in, it's ambiguous, entice. if it's ambiguous, I do it. Like if it's like these are my breasts, but it's not like it's like. <laughs> I think the more you play like hide and seek with it, the more money you make. I agree. Don't be busting it wide open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that, that you don't need to do that, and actually, you make more by being. <sighs> Sultry and dark and mysterious and Jay, what's her name? Jay Rose. Jay Rose. Jay Rose isn't gonna be like flat. Yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay, <laughs> Jay Rose wouldn't do that. Jay Rose would be like, <laughs> I need three thousand, and maybe you'll see a side cheek. I did say I wanted to be a dominatrix at one point. I think you'd be a great dominatrix. I think I'd be such a thick dominatrix. I think you'd be great at it. First of all, I love leather. Well. She says with the leather trousers on. I love leather. Rubbing the thigh. Okay, love it. And then I think, like, I will tell, like, walk. Walk on the floor. Not walk on the floor. Um, Crawl on the floor. You're scaring me. You're scaring me because you're doing it so well. Like, yes, ma. (laughs) Straight away. I heard. I heard what you said. I will listen. Oh my goodness. Not I'm domi- ready. I'm ready. Okay, domi- I will do it. I think one to one time in my life, 
I'd give it a go. I feel like, again, Gen Z vibes are, you've got a plethora of career options. Like being a dominatrix and an OnlyFans option is an option. Yes. It's an option. For the both of us. What? At my age. Why not? You're not that old. Yeah, I know. Well, but no, I'm too skinny to be a dominatrix. No, you're not. There's not enough meat to like like dominate, to be fair. I promise you, you are not too slim. And you're not, you're slim, but you're not that slim. Trying to, I'm trying to go thick. thick. Yeah, good. Girl, you slim thick. I'm working on it, you know, trying to. Look at those thighs. Trying to, no, why are they skinny like this? No, you got the thighs, girl. Spread them out a little bit. You got the thighs, So, um, what was I going to say? What do I want to go next? <laughs> I'm thinking about being a dominatrix. Yeah. I'm thinking about you saying crawl, daddy. No, crawl on the floor. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. Let's talk about money. Because actually, one of the things I do like to talk about on this podcast is money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, number one, what's in your wallet right now? You mean what's literally in my wallet? Yeah, what's in your literal wallet right now? I don't have a wallet. Why? I... I'm so toxic. I remember one time I tried to have a wallet and I kept leaving it everywhere. <laughs> With all your cards and everything. With all my it? cards and everything. Like, and I've, after I ran back to go and forget it about three times, I said, wallet is not me. Like when I was younger, like my mom didn't give me a purse. Like I didn't have a purse to carry stuff around. Like, So what, did you put things in your pocket? Yeah, I'd have a sink. I'd have my card, my lip gloss, and I'd just pop, pop it in my bag. Like I'd just throw it in my bag. But not in a little wallet. No, I, little... I, 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 I promise you, if I had a wallet, like I would never forget my bag, but if I had a little wallet that was carrying around or a purse carrying around, I'm losing that shit. So you 100%. just put everything in your bag? I right throw everything in my bag. Like if when, it, when, when money was a thing, like physical money, I just throw it in my bag. Okay, love that for you. I know, okay, then so here's toxic. the question. What's in your bag then? Furthermore, that used to be a YouTube video, what's in my bag? People, no? Yeah, it used to yeah, just be like, what's that. in my bag? Like... I don't even have a card in my back because my card's on my phone. Apple Pay. I've got, listen, Apple Pay is of the devil. Go ahead. Yeah, explain. I feel like Apple Pay makes somebody believe that the money is someone else's. (laughs) And never ending. Never ending. Somebody else's. Like, it's just so easy to use. It's just beep, beep. Like, you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And by the time you look at your statement... It's just like, when did I spend all this money in the day? Yeah. Like it's given, it's very, very like tap, 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 tap. I actually feel like whenever I leave my house, it's going to be 150 pounds. Like just leaving the house is money being spent. I'm telling you. I would rather just stay at home because I know that once I'm outside, the Apple Pay will just keep going and I'll spend more than I have ever planned. Literally, even like Apple Pay now is being attached to like online stores. So you don't even need to leave your house anymore to use it. Like, gosh, yeah. before, I think that the, the kind of science of it, like when you have to put your card details in, it's a lot more thought process. Yeah, to like, yeah. You're looking at the card, you're right. It's literally King like, code, yeah. literally like two buttons and a, and a little like wink to the to the face the activation thing. And that's Bob's your uncle, the money's capooch. What do you think that you spend the most money on? Oh God. I would say food. I, I spend like so much money on food. I love food. Same. same I really yeah. love food. And I, and not just like food. I love experiences to do with food. So I love going to restaurants. I love going trying new things. I love going on TikTok and seeing people's reviews and then going there. I love You Groupon. go to the places that people review. Yeah, like if people review stuff, I'll be like, oh my God, I need to try this place out. And then I'll just go. 
like to just try out the food, try out the cuisine. I love it. Sometimes I go do it by myself. I go by myself, yeah. Just for the experience. Just for the experience. Wow. Just walking up in there with your Apple Pay, like with my Apple Pay. Can I have a table, please. Yes, right. And then trying the, the menu. Wow. Right. And I make sure I find somewhere. Excuse me, have you got a table next to a charger, please, so that I can have a phone charged and I'll be eating the food. Like it's a real experience. It's lifestyle. It. This I, is giving soft life. Oh my gosh. It I sounds it. great. I love it. Very, very expensive. Yeah. The thing about food, that's the same as me though. F- food is an emotional thing. Though. Like it's about how you feel. It's not, you're not eating to fill a hole because you're hungry. You're eating to feel something, right? Mm-hmm. It's not good. I just love food. So like, I. like I told you, because I grew up sadly with no food routine, as mm. we spoke about earlier, I I don't eat structurally, which, which to be honest, I didn't know that people actually done that. Like my manager, Jess, she eats... She knows what time is time to eat. So right. twelve o'clock is lunch time. Lunch time, yeah. yeah Eight yeah. o'clock is dinner time. Yeah, yeah. And there's tea time as well. That's at four. Well, if that's if you like it at four o'clock, that's five. a Caucasian thing. Though. Yeah, <laughs> there's structurally tea. I have never run like that in my life. So I eat when I feel hungry. Really? What about breakfast, lunch? Yeah, tea, you have dinner. it. But in terms of time, like some people every day have the same, have a meal at 9am or 10am or whenever. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I feel hungry is when I'm eating breakfast. Even if it was three o'clock in the afternoon? I would have had two meals before that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, like for example, like my manager, if for example, 11.30 or 11 o'clock, she's hungry, she'll wait to the 12 o'clock. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I'm eating at 11 o'clock. Okay, food routine though. I didn't realise that was a thing. It's a thing. it sounds like a good idea for it because to be a it's thing. Su- because it's subconscious. N- now it's the thing where subconscious you won't even notice that you you probably eat around the same time every day. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. But you're listening to your body's needs, and that's okay. But it's dangerous because a lot of times it's emotional. That's really? that's where it goes. That because sometimes like when you feel hungry is when you eat. But are you actually hungry? Because when you actually thought about it, you only ate two hours ago. So are you hungry? Are you <laughs> bored? Are you just thirsty? Like mm. that kind of stuff. I become a lot more self-aware recently. Oh, I love this. I'm learning, You're like developing and all that. That it's stuff. growth. It's giving growth. I love that. But to be fair, when you book a restaurant, you're being intentional about mm-hmm. it. It's not you just. I'm feeling emotional. It's like I'm going to this restaurant that I saw on TikTok. Yeah. I'm gonna go and eat there. I'm gonna find a charger. And I'm gonna enjoy a lovely beverage and a free course meal. Yeah, basically. So that's fine. That's intentional. It's not just happening out of nowhere. I feel less impulsive. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. And then oh, what I was going to talk about, I wanted to keep, besides besides food, what else would you say you spend your money on? I spend a lot on, I would say my appearance. Mm. And that's become more recent, as of recent, because of the job that we have to do. Like, I spend a lot of money you know, getting my hair done, wear, getting getting new clothes. Like my my toxic trait recently is that like I sometimes I only wear clothes once. Like I, if I wear the, if I if I wear clothes and I take a picture in it, I'm not wearing it again, oh. which is very very terrible. Cost per wear. How much did you spend on it, and how many times are you wearing it? You need to wear it four times to get your cost per wear out of it. I can wear a clothes once. I'd never look back. Yeah. It's really, it's really bad. Like I have- Even designer clothes. Even like, I'm I'm thinking about what to do with this dress that I bought from 16 Arlington because I've worn it now and I know in my hearts of hearts, I will never wear it again. You're wearing it again. I'm making you wear it again. Going out and you're wearing it again. 
it's not a dress. That's, that's the thing. It's not a dress that you could just wear because it's not? a gown. Unless you have like a charity event or something, and you want to. Okay, fine. I'll do it just so you can wear that dress. Yeah. And um, your alter ego can wear that dress. Joyce yeah, J- is wearing J Rose. J Rose needs to wear it. It's really bad, and I think, I think because again, keeping up appearances, the job, the PR element, mm. you just always have to be wearing something new and good. I know people are using uh things like by rotation yeah like i have gotten into like renting stuff which I'm, is I really like good clothes. i think it's really a good idea and I i've agree. even rented my clothes out because i've got to be fair i'm judging you but i do the same thing i'll be buying big designer items and i don't get worn again do you actually rent you rent your stuff out i was yeah. thinking of doing well, that i've given it to a platform and i'm like okay someone wants to wear it yeah and then tell me you know there's money back because i okay. Gorgeous, like area dress that I've worn once. I'm not gonna wear it again. So I gave it to them. I like some Chanel stuff. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But they asked me to like give them stuff. Okay, yeah, why not? So if you've got the items, I don't see why not. I think I want. I wanted to do that, but again, it's like, can I be bothered? Yeah, no, you don't have to manage it. You just have to literally send the stuff to them, and then they manage it. Yeah, yes, plug me, plug me. Yeah, I'll give you the details. Because I actually have, I have, you know, stuff that are absolutely amazing that I've only worn one. Sometimes I haven't even worn it. Like really? it's still sitting there. What about Depop? Yeah, Depop. I need to go to Depop. You don't Depop anything? I Depopped earlier on, but I'm just so lazy. It's hard, hard work, isn't it, doing It's that? a lot of hard work, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of hustle and bustle, isn't it? It's not that deep, isn't it? Like you, you making money, you don't need to worry about the yeah, chicken that's what. Yeah, that's what I feel. <laughs> Question, sugar daddies. Okay. Thoughts around it. Would you like one? Someone to fund your lifestyle, to fund your beauty. Do you know what? I would love that. I feel like any woman would love that. Mm. Just the idea of being sponsored. We oh, need to do is look sexy. Life. You don't need to be hustling and bustling. Mm. Because as much as I love my job, mm. but it's not easy. Mm-mm. Like, it's hard. You, ha- you have to put a lot of work mm. into it. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. have to you have to also deal with the emotional side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, you know, public opinion. And then you have to deal with your own insecurities as well. Yeah. It's a lot. People will argue though that it's not that hard in comparison. That's why I always know when people say being an influencer is hard, they hate it. I think in terms of physical labor, because mm. I've done, I've worked jobs, in terms of physical labor, I would say people have it harder. I've done 12 hour shifts, I've done care. But in terms of the emotional, emotional. labor, this job is a lot harder. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's you can't switch off and you can't like leave it in the yeah. office. Like if you're in Tesco stacking crates, like you're getting it done. You can see the shelves look great. Yeah. Can see it's done. You go home. You're not thinking about Tesco. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. Ideally. There's no, there's no off button, especially when you're working, when you're working for yourself. Mm. Um, or when, for example, you know, your life, the, the the social life of this job and the work life are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. Like you don't switch off. Mm. And I, fe- I feel like what I had to do was I had to start spending more time with people outside of the industry. That's what I was going to ask you next. Do you have like a separate group of friends? I do now, yes. Mm. And I feel like when I first, I'll be honest, when I first started, I was so engrossed in this life mm. that I didn't take a lot of time for those people, Mm, which mm. was on my part, very, very bad of Mm. me. But I feel like now, because I took a month off, I Mm. took a break, it started getting too much. Like Mm. the industry, the show, 
mentally it started getting a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like I need to switch off mm. so that I kind of went back to my roots. Yeah, and found started, your old friends. Found my old yeah. friends. Apologised to them for, for not being around as much mm. as I, I should have been. Yeah, yeah. And they ma- started making me feel like old Joyce, which is kind of what I needed. 100%. I just needed that human, like, that human levelling of like, you know what? I'm Joyce-Anne. I love you as Joyce-Anne. I know you as Joyce-Anne. Mm-hmm. And 100%. Madam Joyce can actually take a back burner right now, mm. which was very important to me. Yeah. People don't realise, like, the importance of the those friendships that ground you from back in the day. Those yeah. people who actually know you and will call you up on your bullshit and will let you know when they can see that you're going off track. Agreed. Like, those friendships are essential for me. And again, because I've done this for so long, I value the people that have seen me vomit in the streets versus <laughs> people who who don't know that and can't see me in that way. Yeah. Those people are essential for me. Agreed. Yeah, a, yeah. Thousand, a thousand percent agreed. And again, like I feel like you do need some time away from this space. Mm, mm-hmm. It gets overwhelming. It gets a lot. And especially like, like I said, I was dealing with social anxiety and I wanted to be around people that I was sure loved me for me. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that were there for me outside of everything that I'm doing, mm. outside of the name, outside of, you know, the, being a public figure. Yeah, Just yeah. people that just loved me when I didn't have anything or anything to offer more than comedy. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> more than comedy it's vibes. True. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good question. Do you ever feel like, as a funny girl, like there's the pressure for you to like entertain everyone? yeah I do you know it's a weird thing I think it's two things I think it's being a funny girl for me came from a place of almost like protection Mm. because I moved around a lot growing up Mm -hmm. so I felt like I had this need to be liked right yeah um I felt like I tried to do everything I can for people to like me because if not I'd be the new girl who didn't have any friends. Right. And because I'm such a social person, it's very hard for me not to be around people. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. where I thrive. I love people. Yeah, so yeah. I felt like the whole being funny thing was more of like, I wouldn't say it was a people pleasing mechanism, but mm-hmm. it was a mechanism of, you know, I don't want to be by myself. Please like me. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like in my adult years, I've carried that same mindset of need to be liked oh yeah. my god I need to, like this person needs to like me and if this she doesn't like me I can't understand why oh please like me please like me mm. and I feel like that's something I had to unlearn which mm-hmm. is why I said to you I was like I find it hard to be like if I'm in a place and there's an awkward silence I have to do mm. what I can to yeah, fill yeah, it yeah, for sure. to fill the space because that's just what I've conditioned myself to do. Yeah, yeah. Or like if I meet someone, it's almost like when I first started, when every time I met someone, it's almost like I was trying to sell myself to them. Like, oh my God, yeah, my name is Joyce. Oh my God, I'm ah. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm not always like that, but I kind of felt like when I met person, I'm like, this person, this is the first interaction. I need to sell myself and be mm. as funny and energetic mm-hmm. as possible. And now I think now, because I, I'm in a place where I guess I, I'm in a lot more secure friendships and I'm a bit more secure in myself, I don't feel like I need to do that yeah, anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's still there and I you still have those moments. You might do that as well. Yeah. Like, from, I'm similar in the way that I'm actually naturally very, like, a lot. And I think I could be overbearing if people meet me. So yeah, I, I, put, I stop myself from being being too lovable because I'm like oh my gosh hey let's be your friends and then <laughs> fuck you over and it's happened yeah. too many times in the industry 
And that's why I don't talk to people in the industry anymore. Oh, wow. Mm. You've done? Oh, hell yeah. I think this Not is the you though, off, you're off camera chat. Yeah, it's oh, baby. This one is the if I chat. tell you the off camera chat, that's why. I, yeah. I, I, but I, I understand. I really understand. I feel like this, this industry can be quite judgmental and not just this industry people can be quite judgmental people exactly. and i feel like it's it's very rare but also very special when you meet people who you feel like you can be authentically yourself yeah, to, yeah. and you can just be like well i'm a crackhead but i don't feel weird about being a crackhead around this person i don't Facts. weird i don't feel weird and and oh my god i'm doing too much like yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah. I, I was actually watching reading something and um it was like uh, it was a meme and it was like, oh, when you send your, when you want to send your friends videos, but you've already sent them five more and you don't want to look f- weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like if you're, if you know in your heart that your friend is your friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. you will send them 12. Yeah. Like I'm very close to my sister Diola, big up Diola. And I thought about this today. I send this girl memes, like I don't even count how many memes all yeah, day. Yeah. And when she has time, she will go back and she will comment on every single one. She'll comment and be like, oh my God, lol. Oh my God, facts. Then the next one. Oh my God, you're so, this is so you. Next, lol. Next one. Oh my God, this is mum. Next, like she will go through every single one. Yeah, 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 I love that. That's just a little love language. It's not something, it's not big. It's not, it's not, it's not a car. Do you know what I mean? But to me, it's just that I'm secure in our friendship. Yeah, yeah. And obviously my sister, but I'm secure in my friendship to know that I can be myself. I can send 15 memes and not feel weird. Yeah, yeah. About or it. Embarrassed. Or like, embarrassed. Am I doing too much? You're and you, and you need fr- And you need a friend like that. Yeah. And I feel like those are the most beautiful friendships yeah. anyways. I even like the fact that I can send stuff and they're not going to say anything to me. They're not going to respond. But I know in their head they're thinking Patricia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't always need a response to them. I just need to release. And then when they see them, they're like, when I see them, they'll be like, Pat, that thing that you sent me. Like, I, I don't need a response to be fair. I'm just, I'm just releasing to you. And as long as I feel comfortable yeah. to release to you, then that's Agreed. You thing. know, th- there's some people like you would send that video to and start thinking about it. You'll be yes. like, oh my God, like, are they going to find it funny? Have they watched it before? Like, or you've sent it to them or, and you're about to send them another one. And yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, but they didn't reply to the first one. So why am I going to send them another one? Maybe oh, yeah. I'm annoying them and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But oh, those friends that you can send 10 messages and not feel, and not bat an eyelid are the best, are, are like the greatest That's people. The one. I send music as well. I send songs. Do you send songs? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't reached a level of friendship with anyone yet. That's cool. Really? Like the the lyrics in the song are like, I need you to hear this lyric to the song or the title. Oh, really? Or something like, yeah. Just no, no. Maybe it's the, my millennial. Yeah, that's a millennial. <laughs> that's definitely a millennial thing. We used to make mixtapes for each other. Oh, really? Do you know what? Someone's actually made a mixtape for me, and it was Trey songs. Uh, Trey songs made the mixtape. No, or... Trey songs. Oh God, uh, no, I don't. I was about no. to say I wish I was. Like, no, I don't. Th- no, we don't no, like Trey we don't. songs like anymore. Trey song. He's disgusting. Yeah, the mixtape was Trey songs music back Ooh. in the day. To Who made you that mixtape? Now mix I think tape? about it, it was a girl, but I don't think it. I don't think it. It meant anything, girl. No, because we loved Trey songs back in the day. True. Trey songs was. D- he was too sexy. He though. was. He was like the lyrics were. This right here's a penny dropper. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. <laughs> well, uh, 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 uh. Are you Trey Songs was the daddy back in the day? Do you know what though? Some of those lyrics, you did, you shouldn't have known what those lyrics. Are. I promise you, she sent me, she gave me that mixtape, and I was in year eight. 
you weren't ready for it. I was like 14. It's when you listen to it as an adult and you hear those lyrics and you're like, my God. Let the neighbours know my name. (laughs) We squeeze it. Are you, what business did I have listening to that? At 14. That's why I lost my journey at 15. But you know, we're loving it though. We're like like really grinding to the track, enjoying it. That's why I lost my journey at 15 because I was listening to Trey songs when I was 14. Do you remember who you lost your virginity to? I do. What's your thoughts around that individual now? Do you know what? Yeah, so I lost my virginity when I was fifteen to a guy that I really, really like. He was my he was my boyfriend. Oh, that's cute. It was one of them days when I used to travel all the way to London to go and link man like a like a joke team. Oh, how old like, is he? He was sixteen, so he was he's, okay, he's only one year above me. Okay, cute. And I think I I love my virginity story. I like I love the way I lost my virginity oh. because it was someone. It was it was to someone that I really liked That's and I had so feelings for. It was at my house. So mm-hmm. It was in my space. It wasn't in the back of a car or in a bush or like I hear a lot of girls' virginity stories and it actually is quite sad. Like yeah. I don't know many girls that have lost their virginity in a way that they're happy with. But even though yeah. me and him, we don't, well, uh, funny enough, I checked on him maybe a couple months ago. That's like cute. we're still cool to this day. That's actually like adorable. if I see him, it's big hugs on me. Like I don't fancy anymore, but it's big hugs on me. But I appreciate him because the way I lost my virginity is something I can turn around and say, I did not regret it. Wow. Which unfortunately for a lot of women and maybe even men, that that is the story. But yeah. thank God that's not my, that's, that's not my story. I felt like you wanted to tell me because I, I mean, my virginity story is amazing. Don't know about yours. No, like- I was, it's so weird because I remember the rain was it was on my when when I was living at my mum's house. I had a single bed. Yeah, it, uh, was it on the single bed? It was on the single bed. At least it wasn't a bunk bed. It wasn't a bunk bed. It was a single bed. And I remember as the as as I was losing my virginity, the rain started pouring really heavy. Like the wow, rain you was have memories. Pour- no, I only remember significant things. I've blocked my memory of what of happened that there. Oh, hell no. Girl. <laughs> the romantic story out there is not mine. I've not thought about it in 25 years. So what we're not going to think about it. Was it good or was it bad? Oh, terrible. Okay. Oh, terrible. <laughs> we're not going to say much more than that, but no, it wasn't great. It, I mean, mine wasn't very long, obviously, because my pussy was tight and that. But <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very long and that, but it was, it no. was the experience. It was an experience that I do not regret having. Raindrops and everything. Raindrops and raindrops. <laughs> All I know is that uh, I've not shared it. You know what you do, yeah? Make people be oversharing. All I know is the person I lost my virginity's name, I don't actually know if I knew his actual real name, was Rizla over... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Rizla as in like... Rapping. Riz? Yeah, like Rizla. It was a hood. So you didn't know him? No, I know. No, I knew him. I well, knew, his, knew name his, his, his name as Riz- name as Rizla. I knew, <laughs> I knew only his tag name. Oh my god! And this is again. She's refined, a refined character. Oh she's my not god! That's the streets anymore. <laughs> but his, his tag name was Rizla. Was that the type of guys that you used to like when you were growing up, like hood boys? I can't. I can't share this. <laughs> Honestly, you're married to a gentleman now, but before everybody, everybody had a hood boy phase. Everybody I, had a hood boy phase. Hood and attempted murderer phase in prison. I was gonna say drug dealer, but attempted murderer, a drug dealer and a fraudster and a 
uh, attempted murderer. Or potentially murderer. For a, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to leave it in. I can't lie. Because I can't lie. No, no, no. I, no. I was dealing with hood. <laughs> and then I think after, after being with people who were so hood, Jesus said, you need to be delivered from I the agree. streets. I agree. And I went to Manchester and I met nice people. I love that. No, it was... I'm from South London. Yeah, he's a drug okay. dealer. No, drug dealer and a fraudster and a actually like... And a murderer. <laughs> the ex that I had is like, I haven't heard from him. Oh, he's in jail for the next 10 years. Cool. Yeah. Oh, my days. Oh, that's light work. That's oh, light, that was very light work. <laughs> Everybody... Are I you know. sure you haven't got that HMP call? No, 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 no. I think he called me once in prison. 100% he called me once in prison. <laughs> hey, you're right, Patricia. You're right. No, please. Oh, my oh, no. God. But to be fair, like, I have a, a wide circle of friends. Like, I have friends who've been in jail and they're good friends of mine. Yeah. Like, I don't judge them mm-hmm. for being in, in jail, especially if they're, like, reformed characters. Like, yeah. Not, not still doing... Not actually, still doing it. They've changed. They've stuff. changed. They've changed. Like, one of, like, my really good friends, like, he was in jail for a long time. But, like, we met in church because he became literally, like, a really oh, refined, amazing. A refined character. Like, he's doing amazing things. I love that word. Love refined him. character. Oh, he's, like, the most lovable... Is he single? I don't want to die alone. To be fair, he's gorgeous. Can't lie. Is Got three fine? baby mamas though. It's okay. It's actually okay. It's actually okay. <laughs> but he's gorgeous still. But and three nice. baby mamas. It's okay. But he's refined. But the the mothers are still unrefined. Well, it is what it is. I could only do one. I can actually only deal with one baby mom. Three is a is a is a gang fight. And I can't win. At least if it's one-on-one, I can do my best. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> this is how you're judging. Yeah. But I think the older you get, the more likely it is that a guy has a baby mom. A true, that's true. But one is fine. Okay. One baby mom, I could deal with. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in your 30s and you have one baby mom, I could date a guy that has a child. Mm-hmm. When it starts getting plural, I'm just like... Nine, it's an L for you. It's given, it's a, it's given a character flaw because that means you're just sloppy. You're just you're mm. just breeding anybody that has mm. a pussy, and it's just not cute. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, you're damn. just breeding anyone that just has a pussy. I don't even know what I'm keeping it because you know <laughs> we're posh over <laughs> here now. Curious. People don't need to know about my hood stories, hood stories. and baby mothers. And can I just pussy? say? Yeah. I feel like the growth the growth for a woman, or even a guy, is is understanding that the hood men are not here. When I was younger, I used to love a bad boy. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, oh my God, yeah, I need a drug dealer. I need a fraud star. Mm. But I feel like when you grow up, you find out that those men are just not it. No. They're not and, emotionally mature because you're doing stuff that is very risky. Very risky. I mean, like, if you date a guy with, like, a nine-tiver has a business and he's, you know, still doing dodgy stuff on the side, I think that's okay. But what? <laughs> I think that's okay. Do what you need to do. We are hustler, baby. But... <laughs> If it's that my job is to be a drug... Anyway, sorry, I'm going on a whole round. No, go on, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. If, like, your job is to be full-time drug dealer, full-time fraud star, I feel like when you're you're young... And you're 40, when you're young, that stuff is cute. It's like, oh my God, risque, woo! Like, living life on the edge, like, purr. But when you're older, I think, like, you crave more stability. Yeah. (coughs) And you want somebody that will come home at night and your heart won't be beating where they are if they're not away for, if they're away for more than one hour. Yeah. Like Ooh. I think that 
is growth. It's giving Top Boy energy. Actually, when I watch Top Boy energy, when I watch Top Boy and I see um, Deshane and Sully at their big age. Have you watched Top Boy? Yes. At their big age, still doing this. I'm like, uncles, stop. Not Stop. Just, nothing to show for it. <laughs> nothing. nothing. There's no the investment. Same mistake, the same The same, same drama. The, the stress is stressing. You're running. And that's you how the story ends. No house. No investments. You have nothing to show for years and years of drug dealing. It's, it's even embarrassing. <laughs> it's even embarrassing. You're the still whole- wearing a hoodie. Let it go. But can I just say, Kano was looking so handsome. This is Listen. Kano was my teen crush. Really? You don't know about Kano in his rap days. What? You don't, really? You don't know Kano was a rapper? Um, young. What on the what was the rhythm? It was something rhythm. You know, it was always something rhythm. Rhythm. He had one rhythm that he was on. I knew that rhythm, lyric for lyric. Kano, when he came up, he was that guy. Damn. He, he's so handsome. He's I, so handsome. I, I I never saw it in the last seasons. But this season in particular, I don't know whether he's been going to the he's gym. Cute. He's I got was, curly eyelashes as well. I don't know what it is. Like, well. And his, my mum has this thing about men with big eyes. I don't know what. Because his eyes are big as well. It's just like, why are you looking into my soul? Like, Kano, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sees this clip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, love that. What did you think about the Top Boy um, season, this season, the last one? Um, I thought it was good. I found it a bit frustrating just watching them do what they're doing. But that's, yeah. that means it's good TV. That's good it's TV. It's good TV. You I know. was irritated by them. I haven't watched the end of the last episode. Okay, I won't ruin it for you, but I feel like you know when TV is good, when you're shouting at the characters. You're pissed. Yeah, yeah, you're pissed. When yeah. you're angry, like, why are you doing that to Shane? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, I've been like they can hear you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I cried big tears when Lauren's sisters died, when her died in the bath. This is a spoiler alert, but wow. I think what I loved about this season, mm. what I really loved about this season was that because it was the last season, I think they used this season to really touch on situations that were in our community that might not necessarily be highlighted at a time. Mm. Police brutality was one of them. They mm. touched on immigration. They touched mm. on postpartum depression. depression. They touched on so many things that I feel like people normally wouldn't know about yeah. unless you're in that situation. For example, I haven't had a child yet, so I I couldn't understand what it is for postpartum. Yeah. But I think, like you said, as much as it That's, touched you, it I touched cried me. Yeah. Because I was like, I know this happens to women. Yeah. I was I was like, oh, I know what she's going through. I can see what she's going through. And this is why she's dealing with this. And I was like thinking about all the other women who've gone through that like alone and that's why I was like oh my god this is awful and the thing about Top Boy that I found a bit frustrating is it's too real yeah when people ask I'm like this is whoever's writing this they've been here like I know too many stories like this I know the estates like this it's too yeah it's too real I actually need you not to air our business out like this that's how I feel I'm like no stop telling y'all just snitching they're snitching like don't let everybody know how shit things really yeah. are like in the actual streets like I want to pretend like it's not like that but it's real it's not even a joke I feel like a lot of middle class like boys and girls watch top boy mm. I feel like nowadays the hood aesthetic is the cool aesthetic so even mm. if like your mommy and daddy have money mm, you're mm. gonna be saying in it fam like you've lived in the blocks all your mm, life mm, but mm. I feel like because this is real life 
I felt mm. like it's very important for those other communities who haven't lived that life but love the aesthetic mm. to really see the issues in our community mm. and in aspects understand that it's not just it's not just Adidas trainers and and grime mm. that we go mm. through. Like we go through real life shit, drug addiction as well. Mm. Like seeing mothers being drug addict mm. being mm. drug mm. addicts as well. It happens. It's, yeah. This is like you said, it's real it's life. Re- no, of it's anyone, too yeah, real. It's too I, I know who they are. Yeah. Like when I say that say my ex like was a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's one of them. Like yeah. and but then it's like oh, I feel almost embarrassed because I know this is it feels like my our dirty laundry is being aired out i think it's important because i feel like it's i feel like people love to take the black aesthetic Mm. but they don't know what we really go through Mm -mm, like mm -hmm. everything that is good about us was created out of making use of what was bad Mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i feel like as much as it's like, yeah, we're, you know, fashion and music, I feel like it's important for mainstream to see what we really go through. Mm-hmm. To then be able to say, do you know what? Yeah, it may be there's somebody out there that wants to make a change, like a Jeremy Corbyn 2.0. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To kind of make an influence in those things. Yeah. I feel like some people just don't want to face the reality mm. that life is hard and life is tough. And it's long. And it's long. Mm. I feel like I, I have been in that Delulu bubble mm. where I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Forget the fact that I have five pound in my account right now. Forget the fact that I owe 2K on rent. Forget the fact that life is shit. I'm just going to pretend in my bubble that everything is okay. Because mm. if we really face reality, we will just all be screaming on the high street. <laughs> like, <laughs> so sometimes it's a coping mechanism because I've been there before. Like sometimes reality is hard to face. So yeah. if let's all be delusional in our brains. Yeah. Everything is okay. We're living in our little Twitter bubble where all we do is talk about celebrity gossip and fashion and stuff and it's a form of escapism from our real lives mm. that that is actually very very bad right now like delulu is my favorite statement i'm okay being delulu and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with everybody else being delulu live your best life however you're gonna cope right now the pressure is on do it don't care delusion is the vibe delusion is the vibe i feel like delusion got me to where i am now Mm. because i was like i said like I came from a place where I was in debt. I was having, I was on on um, universal credit, mm. and in my mind, and I would, and I would still go to um, what's that thing called? What's that pay when you pay for something, but you pay like half or oh, um, <sighs> clear pay. I would go to clear pay and go Carolina. buy. Uh, or Klarna and buy an outfit and they'll say okay five pound every month thank you I will use that five pound to go and buy the dress <laughs> and I will go out and I will party like I don't have two pound fifty in my account like that's how I used to live my life because I was like I can't kill myself I can't by the way for people who don't understand that saying because I've said it before and the white people are confused I can't kill myself doesn't mean I want to kill myself I can't kill myself means I can't stress myself yeah. it's, it's a Nigerian saying I, I can't, can't come and die I can't come and die yeah, I can't yeah. stress myself I can only do so much I'm a human being is what it means so I just used to just live in that delusional mindset to be like everything's gonna be okay everything is fine these times my my landlord was texting me whatsapping me every day Jess have you got the money have you got the money every time my universal credit dropped I never gave her any money 
I used to go and spend it on um, clothes and shoes. Well, we're so glad that things have changed. Okay? And, and food, because I can't kill... Are you going to come and beat me because I can't pay rent? <laughs> Seriously, are you going to come... Are you going to come and drag me out of this house? You can't drag me out of this house. I've still got um, two months left before you can take me to court. I'm going to stay here for as long as I can. I can't kill myself. <laughs> That's how I used to you know, live my I life. Lo- I love the fact that you're calculating it in your head, though. Yeah, that's how I used to. I said, I can't because I will actually just, I will go and jump off this building. Yes, you like, don't need to do that. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just used to always know that things were going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't going to stop the things that will make me happy because of the things that if I was to face them yeah, yeah. would be mentally damaging. Fair and enough. I know people are probably like, Joyce is insane. I am insane. But insanity is what got me to where I am now. Love that for you. The woman has collected her money. I paid the woman off uh, the rent that I owed. And I'm feeling... You never ended up going to court? No, I I never ended up going to court. Amazing. I gave her the money and I'm feeling willy-nilly. Now I'm never in a position and I thank God that I don't have the money to pay rent. God has been so good. Like, but there was a time where that was the case. Mm. There was the time where there was no food. You, I would go to go and buy Best Buy rice and Best Buy sweet and sour in a jar. If you know, you know. And it was 50p for the sweet and sour jar. No meats. You would just <laughs> go and put the rice. No, I never used to buy rice. There was rice. There's always rice at home. True. In all said and done, there's always rice at home. Yeah. You go and boil rice. You'll put the Best Buy sweet and sour and you eat it like that. No meats, no nothing. Just, just rice and just, sauce. Just rice <laughs> and fucking sauce. That's that doesn't sound tasty. I'm the not fact, It didn't bag, but it's something that needed to, to At feel. least the me. I couldn't afford the me. Wow. Because that jar will bang. You have like two or three, you know, you can make two yeah. or three okay, things fine. out yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that was, that was the life that I came from and I experienced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so delusion is the motherfucking vibe. Yeah. So even if you're in a situation where life doesn't look so good, it's best to just trick and fool yourself that life is going absolutely fine. And it will just manifest that way because that's what I did. Yeah. Well, I love that. I feel like we can end on that. Like yeah. be Delulu for a season. Try and pay your rent if you can. And <laughs> things will work out. It's the accountant. Just try and pay your rent if you can. If you can. Like, work, work have a conversation. Okay, me being the, 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 accountant. the good one. Yeah. Have a conversation with your landlord. Try and work out a payment plan. <laughs> All right? No, but that's what I did. But also be, de- be Delulu. I did. I set up a payment plan. I tried to set up a payment plan with them. And I was paying maybe £50 of the... But they wanted me out of the house. Yeah. And I had nowhere to go. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't, don't leave. leave. Yeah. I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't leave. Don't leave. Yeah. Don't I talk, leave I talk you to your to council. And make sure they get legal evictions. If yeah, legal evictions and talk to your council. Listen, they're not allowed to throw you out willy-nilly. They have to wait three months and they have to take you to court and give you this section thing. Anyways, not that. Section 21. Section 20. Oh, yeah, she <laughs> They can't give a section 20. They have to give you a section 21 before they can kick you out and they still have to take you to court. So stay with your ass over there. Okay. Well, <laughs> Delulu era for everyone. Thank um, you. Thank you, Joyce, for coming on. We really appreciate it. I feel like this conversation was a jest. It was love a jest. It, love it for us. We really went in there. Thank and you. Um, yeah, where can everyone find you? So I am on a podcast called Cocktails and Takeaways, hosted by moi. Uh, we are coming back in September. So if this not already out, it's going to be out. And I'm very, very excited. Also, social medias, Madam Joyce, one Instagram, um, and then Madam X Joyce on all other platforms and Madam Joyce on TikTok as well. So check it out. Thank you. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate you. Thank you.